The Pendant Shakespeare presents Chapter 6 of William Shakespeare's Henry VI, Part 1. Father! Oh, young John Talbot, I did send for thee to tutor thee in stratagems of war, that in Talbot's name might be in thee revived, when sapless age and weak, unable limbs should bring thy father to his drooping chair. But, oh, malignant and ill-boding stars! Now thou art come unto a feast of death, a terrible and unavoided danger. Therefore, dear boy, mount on my swiftest horse, and I'll direct thee how thou shalt escape by sudden flight. Come, dally not, be gone! Is my name Talbot, and am I your son? And shall I fly? Oh, if you love my mother, dishonor not her honorable name to make a bastard and a slave of me. The world will say, he is not Talbot's blood that basely fled when noble Talbot stood. Fly to revenge my death if I be slain. He that flies so will ne'er return again. If we both stay, we both are sure to die. Then let me stay, and father, do you fly. Your loss is great, so your regard should be. My worth unknown, no loss is known in me. Upon my death the French can little boast. In yours they will, in you all hopes are lost. Flight cannot stain the honor you have won, but mine it will, that no exploit have done. You fled for vantage, everyone will swear, but if I bow, they'll say it was for fear. There is no hope that ever I will stay if the first hour I shrink and run away. Here on my knee I beg mortality, rather than life preserved with infamy. Shall all thy mother's hopes lie in one tomb? Aye. Rather than I'll shame my mother's womb. Upon my blessing, I command thee, go! To fight I will, but not to fly the foe. Part of thy father may be saved in thee. No part of him but will be shame in me. Thou never hadst renown, nor canst not lose it. Yes, your renowned name. Shall flight abuse it? Thy father's charge shall clear thee from that stain. You cannot witness for me being slain. If death be so apparent, then both fly. And leave my followers here to fight and die? My age was never tainted with such shame. And shall my youth be guilty of such blame? No more can I be severed from your side than can yourself yourself in twain divide. Stay, go, do what you will, the like do I, for live I will not if my father die. And here I take my leave of thee, fair son, born to eclipse thy life this afternoon. Come, side by side, together live and die, and soul with soul from France to heaven fly. (laughs) St. George and victory! Fight, soldiers, fight! The regent hath with Talbot broke his word and left us to the rage of France his sword! Where is John Talbot? Where? Where is John Talbot?
it! Father? John! Pause and take thy breath. I gave thee life and rescued thee from death. Oh, oh, twice, my father. Twice am I thy son. The life thou gavest me first was lost and done. Till with thy warlike sword, despite of fate, to my determined time thou gavest new date. Speak thy father's care. Art thou not weary, John? How dost thou fare? Wilt thou yet leave the battle, boy, and fly? Now thou art sealed, the son of chivalry? Fly, to revenge my death when I am dead. The help of one stands me in little stead. Oh, too much folly is it. Well, I wot to hazard all our lives in one small boat. If I today die not with Frenchman's rage, tomorrow I shall die with Mickle Age. By me they nothing gain, and if I stay, tis but the shortening of my life one day. In thee thy mother dies, our household's name, my death's revenge, thy youth and England's fame. All these and more we hazard by thy stay. All these are saved if thou wilt fly away. The sword of Orleans hath not made me smart. These words of yours draw lifeblood from my heart. On that advantage, bought with such a shame, to save a paltry life and slay bright fame, before young Talbot from old Talbot fly, the coward horse that bears me fall and die. And like me to the peasant boys of France, to be shame's scorn and subject of mischance. Surely, by all the glory you have won, and if I fly, I am not Talbot's son. Then talk no more of flight. It is no boot. If son to Talbot die at Talbot's foot. Then follow thou, thy desperate sire of Breet. Thou Icarus, thy life to me is sweet. If thou wilt fight, fight by thy father's side. And commendable proved, let's die in pride. For victory! Where is my other life? Mine own is gone. Oh, where's young Talbot? Where is valiant John? Triumphant death. Smeared with captivity. Young Talbot's valor makes me smile at thee. <laughs> when he perceived me shrinking on my knee, his bloody sword he brandished over me. And like a hungry lion did commence rough deeds of rage and stern impatience. But when my angry guard had stood alone, tendering my ruin and assailed of none, dizzy-eyed with fury and great rage of heart, suddenly made him from my side to start into the clustering battle of the French. And in that sea of blood, my boy did drench his overmounting spirit, and there died my Icarus, my blossom, in his pride.
Oh, my dear lord. Lo, where your son's body is born. <coughs> Thou ending death. Which laugh set us here to scorn? Anon from thy insulting tyranny. Coupled in bonds of perpetuity. Two Talbots winged through the lither sky. In thy despite shall escape mortality. <coughs> o thou whose wounds become hard favoured death. Speak to thy father ere thou yield thy breath. Brave death by speaking whether he will or no. Imagine him a Frenchman and thy foe. Poor boy. <coughs> he smiles, methinks, as who should say, had <laughs> death been French, then death had died today. Come, come and lay him in his father's arms. My spirit can no longer bear these arms. Soldiers, adieu. I have what I would have. <coughs> now, my old arms are young John Alvitt's grave. York and Somerset brought rescue in. We should have found a bloody day of this. How the young whelp of Talbot's raging wood did flesh his puny sword in Frenchman's blood. Once I encountered him, and thus I said, Thou maiden youth, be vanquished by a maid. But with a proud, majestical high scorn, he answered thus, Young Talbot was not born to be the pillage of a gigolot wench. So rushing in the bowels of the French, he left me proudly as unworthy fight. Doubtless he would have made a noble knight. See where he lies, inhersed in the arms of the most bloody nurser of his harms. Hews them to pieces, hack their bones asunder, whose life was England's glory, Gallia's wonder. Oh no, forbear, for that which we have fled during the life. Let us not wrong it, Harold, dead. conduct me to the Dauphin's tent, to know who hath obtained the glory of the day. On what submissive message art thou sent? Submission, Dauphin? Tis a mere French word. We English warriors wot not what it means. I come to know what prisoners thou hast taken, and to survey the bodies of the dead. For prisoners, asks thou, hell our prison is. But tell me whom thou seekest. But where's the great Alcides of the field? Valiant Lord Talbot, Elwes Shrewsbury, created for his rare success in arms. Great Earl of Washford, Waterford and Valence. Lord Talbot of Goodrich and Urchinfield, Lord Strange of Blackmere, Lord Verdon of Alton, Lord Cromwell of Wingfield, Lord Furnival of Sheffield, the thrice victorious Lord of Falconbridge, Knight of the Noble Order of St. George, worthy St. Michael in the Golden Fleece, 
great marshal to Henry VI of all his wars within the realm of France. Here's a silly, stately style indeed. Him that have magnificent all these titles. <laughs> Stinking and fly-blown lies here at our feet. Is Talbot slain? The Frenchman's only scourge? Your kingdom's terror and black nemesis! Oh, were mine eyeballs into bullets turned, that I, in rage, might shoot them at your faces? Oh, that I could but call these dead to life! It were enough to fright the realm of France! Were but his picture left amongst you here, it would amaze the proudest of you all. Give me their bodies, that I may bear them hence, and give them burial as beseems their worth. I think this upstart is old Talbot's ghost, for he speaks with such a proud, commanding spirit. For God's sake, let him have him! To keep them here, they would but stink and putrefy the air. Go. Take their bodies hence. I'll bear them hence. But from their ashes shall be reared a phoenix that shall make all France afeard. So we be rid of them. Do with him what thou wilt. And now, to Paris in this conquering vein, all will be ours. Now bloody Talbot slain. Lord Protector Gloucester, have you perused the letters from the Pope, the Emperor, and the Earl of Armagnac? I have, my lord, and their intent is this. They humbly sue unto your excellence to have a godly peace concluded of between the realms of England and of France. How doth your grace affect their motion? Well, my good lord, and as the only means to stop a fusion of our Christian blood and establish quietness on every side. Aye, merry uncle. For I always thought it was both impious and unnatural that such immanity and bloody strife should reign among professors of one faith. Besides, my lord, the sooner to effect and surer bind this knot of amity, the Earl of Armagnac, near-knit to Charles, a man of great authority in France, proffers his only daughter to your grace in marriage with a large and sumptuous dowry. Marriage, uncle? Uh, alas, my years are young, and fitter is my study and my books than wanton dalliance with a paramour. <sighs> Yet, call the ambassadors, and as you please, so let them have their answers, every one. I shall be well content with any choice tends to God's glory and my country's weal. Cardinal Winchester! What? Is my lord of Winchester installed and called upon a cardinal's degree? Then I perceive that will be verified Henry V did sometime prophesy. If once he come to be a cardinal, he'll make his cap co-equal with the crown. My lord's ambassadors, your several suits have been considered and debated on. Your purpose is both good and reasonable, and therefore... Are we certainly resolved to draw conditions of a friendly peace, which by my Lord of Winchester we mean shall be transported presently to France? And for the proffer of my Lord, your master, I have informed His Highness so at large as liking of the lady's virtuous gifts, her beauty, and the value of her dower. He doth intend she shall be England's queen. 
In argument and proof of which contract, bear her this jewel. Pledge my affection. Yes, your majesty. Stay, my lord legate. You shall first receive the sum of money which I promised should be delivered to his holiness for clothing me in these grave ornaments. I will attend upon your lordship's leisure. Now Winchester will not submit, I trow, or be inferior to the proudest peer. Humphrey of Gloucester, thou shalt well perceive that neither in birth or for authority the bishop will be overborne by thee. I'll either make thee stoop and bend thy knee, or sack this country with a mutiny. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show, presents Henry VI, Part 1, Chapter 6, featuring the voice talents of E. Rachel Ward as young John Talbot, Adam Blanford as Lord Talbot, Maya Murphy as the messenger, Kendra Murray as King Charles, Jeff Robinson as the Bastard of Orléans, Kat Peterson as Joan LaPoucelle, Kirsty Wolven as Sir William Lucy, Gareth Boley as Burgundy, Emmeline Tuck as King Henry VI, Pete Lutz as Lord Protector Gloucester, Edward Herman as Exeter, and Sarah Palmero as Cardinal Winchester. Audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Soule, directed by Jeff Robinson, produced by Pendant Productions, music by Josh Molin at thetunepeddler.com. This production is copyright 2023, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.